Hello, and welcome to back to Game of Thrones. DC presents Game of Thrones. Um, this is going to be a run through of season three and four. Um, I'm Nick. I'm Joe. And hi, I'm John. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> Cheers. It's been a week. It has been a whole week. The last recap. Has, yeah. It was a lot of fun last week. So uh, I think season three and four have got some interesting things going on. So this should be fun as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yep. Where do you want to start? Well, season three, episode one, I guess. Did, uh, last week, you uh, you had a run through, didn't you, Joe? Yep. Uh, this week, I've got uh first eight episodes of season three. We're going to start with a link from Ranker.com. Yeah. And, uh, have you ever used that before? I've not, but a little plug for them. That's yeah, good. A yeah. plug for you, Ranker.com. Yep. From this wide-ranging, <laughs> wide-reaching podcast. <laughs> so, um, so, so if their uh, traffic just spikes... spikes yeah. yeah. Um, it's down well. to us, goes <laughs> to thank. Uh, all right, so I, I'm going to go through each episode, and we'll just from Ranker.com, we'll see what they've picked up on on the episode. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, episode one, season three, in King's Landing, Tyrion gets no respect for his victory in the Black in the Battle of Blackwater, and instead is relinquished of his role of the Hand of the King. Which, oh, I don't know why I put a little extra pause in there. The hand of uh-huh. the king, <laughs> uh, which is given to his father Tywin. Obviously, Tywin came back uh, from yeah. nor- the north, and, and uh, Tywin's uh, basically uh, labelled the hero of Blackwater. Yeah, came in riding in to save the day. Yeah. Of Blackwater. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Tyrion has no nose. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. he's got a scar in the show, and he's got yeah, like a it's, massive it's, cut down his face in the book. His nose has been cut off completely. It is, it is yeah. a pretty horrible scar in the show, but it soon clears up. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It does conveniently. <laughs> but, but, whereas, yeah. like in Game of Thrones, I'm sorry, in the books, I believe it's like no nose. He's got no nose for the rest of the show. <laughs> just two holes in his face. Yeah, just like uh, Voldemort, kind of. It's almost more. Well, it obviously, is more horrifying. Yeah, it, but it's, it's much more, much more prosthetics on a. It'd be a lot harder to do, and just with it being a TV show, they don't want to make one of the people who are the main characters completely hideous to look at, do they? You know yeah, what I mean? So, like, yeah. even the hound, they try and like uh, pretty up the hound, I think, don't they? They're like, yeah. they comb his hair perfect, the perfect way so you can't see his burnt face and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. they don't make it look too <laughs> I love, hideous. Like, look at the idea you're watching Game of Thrones, you go, that's a perfect hair. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did a good job with his hair. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, let's not forget, John wanted um, Tom Hardy's haircut in uh, The Revenant, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. yeah. That awesome kind of just, like, chopped up kind of thing that he had. He literally just... was scalped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, as well in the episode, Davos Seaworth is rescued after the Battle of Blackwater and tries to kill Melisandre in order to stop the hold she has over Stannis. Yeah. So this yeah. is where he's ended up on a rock, gets picked up by... Stannis's men. Yeah, he's very much sunburnt. Yeah. yeah, cast away almost. Yeah. Made, probably made friends with a rock or something. Like <laughs> Him and Tom Hanks on an island. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he ends up back with Stannis and tries to kill Melisandre. The reason being, uh, before the Battle of the Blackwater, I, I'm sure it must be in the show, I just don't, I'm not remembering it now, but Melisandre was demanding that Stannis take her with him to lead the army. Yeah, that's And he, he refuses, saying, like, you're a woman, you're not going, you're not, don't be stupid, get back in the kitchen kind of thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, leaves her behind. She says, fine, you're not going to win without me. And they don't win. And then Davos, thinking, she, you know, but she knows she's a witch, blames her for it, for, for, for not winning. Yeah, it, she, they did do it in the show. Um, 
but um, like he, he claims that uh, she claims that because of the fire, she would have been able to stop all the deaths because because obviously she's a um, a priest. Lord of light, yeah, the... the Lord of light, yeah, yeah. She'd been able to probably bring them all back potentially. I don't know. <clears throat> Elsewhere in game Westeros. Uh... Daenerys travels to the city of Astapo to purchase an army of highly skilled warriors called the Unsullied. While there, she is almost served poison wine, but is saved by Sir Barristan Selmy, who served oh. in, in the King's Guard under her father, the Mad King. I, believe, I think we mentioned this last week, didn't we? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Poisoning, yeah. We've got two points here. First of all, Astapo is just the same as Marine, <laughs> Young Kai, whatever the other calf. Yeah. You know, just lots of exactly the same. Just a bit dusty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, again, I, I know I keep going back to the books, but hopefully somebody finds it interesting. But one little thing where I think the book has an advantage in the book when Barristan Selmy introduces himself to Daenerys, he's called Arston Whitebird. So because you're reading a book, you do not know at that point that that is Barristan Selmy because you're just getting right. the name Arson Whitebird. Like, yeah, uh, it's one of those things that they can only, can only do in can a only book. do it in a book format. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because of that, you go for literally books, not knowing that this is actually Barristan Selmy. <laughs> and that was one of them theories where people have for ages that like, oh, they bet you any money this will turn out to be, and it, and it does turn out to be Barristan yeah. Selmy. Yeah, but in the show, you, you can't get away with it, can no. you? <laughs> you know what I mean? The, it's yeah. still, it's still a great sort of moment when he turns up and you're like, oh, he's. Uh, Pop back up. Uh, yeah, he's landed on his feet. He's changed, uh, changed re- regents, whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, because I love, I love that. What was it? Loved. Like, I, I enjoyed that scene uh, when you know he leaves in the first place, where he takes off his armor and that, and just storms out. Yeah. Like we we talked about it in the last podcast, but just, yeah, who was it? Who, was it Joffrey who took his uh, armor off him, saying like yeah. he's too old? Yeah, he literally said he's too old to. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't defend his father. He couldn't defend the Mad King and all that. And yeah, yeah, and he basically just storms out, which embarrassed him in front of everyone. Yeah, and, and like we were, we were asking the question last week, saying, "Well, why? How was he managed to just walk out of there scot free?" It's because mm. you know if you do that to Joffrey, it's early on in Joffrey's king career. But, yeah. you know, I feel that? like it's almost more embarrassing letting him go, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Because in a way, if they'd have killed him, they'd have made him like a martyr almost or something. Yeah, but why do you let him yeah. go? It's like, yeah, let the silly old man go. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. what, what harm is he kind of yeah. I think um, I was, I think I was saying this last week, though. I, I didn't, um, until this last watch, I didn't realise he actually came, I, who he was. It was only this last watch that I was like, oh, that's actually the guy that um, Joffrey uh, mm-hmm. made the fool of. Like, yeah. I didn't realise. Should we talk about the Unsullied? Yeah. Uh, so, this is, so this is where Daenerys, she goes to... Calf or whatever it is, um, Astapo, young, young Kai, uh, young, young <laughs> um, yeah. She goes to there and she's basically trying to buy him, isn't she? And and like she's uh, got a translator who's basically saying like, oh yeah, <laughs> I can't remember the words. It's like oh this dumb hole, like, yeah, this yeah, oh, yeah. Idiot, that sort of thing. I, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead of this episode or not, but um, um, you basically. Um, find out that Daenerys can understand everything he's saying. <laughs> what are they speaking? Is it Valerian? I can't remember. It can't be Valerian, because surely they would have known that a Targaryen could speak. Yeah, so I can't remember then. It was, it was, it was the language of the the place. Yeah. But yeah, you skip ahead a bit, but we'll... Um, yeah, you are. That's, that's coming up. <laughs> uh, episode two. In King's Landing, Joffrey plans for his upcoming wedding to Marjorie Tyrell. He shows her his, cro- his new crossbow and says that he would love to see her kill something with it. Now, obviously, the crossbow was used to kill Rosler. It was, yeah. yep. um, So that's sort of where they start. Intru- well, I th- they've probably introduced the crossbow before that, but is, yeah. is that like I can't. I remember a point where I sort of noticed I was like, "He's bloody carrying that." 
crossbow round. It becomes like obsessed with it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's almost just too much. Yeah, yeah like you can tell yeah. he's just obsessed with it. But yeah, so Joffrey's obviously planning his upcoming wedding with Marjorie, which happens in season four that we'll get into. It does uh, the purple wedding? The purple wedding. I was going to say that, but yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know if that's a spoiler in that. Oh, spoiler alert! There will be spoilers in this uh, podcast for Game of Thrones. Yeah, definitely don't watch the show after listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, elsewhere, Bran has a dream in which he can walk and is trying to kill a free-eyed crow. A boy he has never met before appears and tells him he cannot kill the crow. The boy turns out to be is it Jojen Reed. I Jogin believe so, yeah, Jojen Reed, yep. Uh, a clairvoyant who believes Bran is very special. I'll just mention here as well, like I'm sure you guys picked up on it, but Jojen Reed and Mary Reed are the children of Howland Reed. And Howland, I'm jumping way forward here, but Howland Reed is the guy who, along with Nedley Stark and seven other men, fought the Sword of the Morning, Arthur Dane, at the Tower of Joy, I think oh, it's called. Oh, really? And they're the only two who survived, Ned Stark and Howland Reed. Oh. And Howland Reed was devoted to Ned Stark in the North. And that's why he sent his children to look after Bran. Like, that's that's the connection oh, kind of thing. Right. I didn't know that. But no. you never see Howland again. Even in the books, like, he's just off on his, like, little... He lives in, like, some weird little moss kingdom or something, like... But he sends his children to go and, like, be warden, wards of, for, for Ned and for the children kind of thing. Oh. So that's why they're with them, because... Howland and Ned were best friends and they both fought in that battle and they were the two who survived. Ah, oh, very. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a nice bit of back story for, yeah. for Can I mention as well, like, I'm sure they mentioned it in the show as well, but there's a thing about how Howland saved Ned's life and all this kind of thing. And everyone says, like, Ned, how did you defeat, how did you defeat Arthur Dane, the greatest swordsman ever? And he didn't. It was Howland who stabbed him in yeah. the back. Like, that's, <laughs> but he never told anyone that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, I like that. Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> uh, Fionn, at this point, uh, has been captured and tortured by unnamed men. One of them promises to help him while the others are sleeping. So this is obviously Ramsey. Uh, oh, where... sorry, Fionn. Fionn, so, yeah. Some reason I thought you said Tyrion, then I, thought, <laughs> I don't remember. No. Yeah, Fionn, yeah. Fionn, this is probably the episode where Ramsey comes into it. It literally is pretending to be like a caretaker, and he's like, I can help you out. <laughs> yeah. I can help you out. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, mopping yeah. the floor, and he's yeah, like, yeah. I, I can help you out. Exactly. Like, Ramsey's character is absolutely amazing for me. He, he is. It's just fun. like for the entirety of him being on it, it's just great. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that. Can I just mention there as well the difference again with the books? I'm, I'm pretty sure in the books when Ramsey Bolter comes into it, he's called Reek. Like he plays the character of Reek, and then, oh, during the course of it, he turns Theon into Reek. But it's like one of his little mind games kind of thing. That, right? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, he starts uh, in the books as Reek and passes it on to Theon, kind of thing mm. like that. Uh, yeah. 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 So it's a similar kind of thing, like with this <clears throat> playing tricks with him, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I like, I like yeah. how it will take certain aspects of the book twist, yeah, twist yeah. them a little bit and yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Arya Stark and her two friends are captured by men claiming to be the Brotherhood without banners Sweet. yeah yeah um, there's Fingy in it um, Beric Dondarrion Beric Dondarrion Beric from season one uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah different episode, actor yeah different actor from yeah. episode what was he in like one moment with Ned yeah Ned sent him off to go and bring like Tywin and the Mountain to Justice or something yeah, that like that it, yeah. Yeah. yeah but he's, he's just gone on made a I made a band of men. Yeah. Well, that's where Aya is at the moment with... Is it Hot Pie and... Um, oh, what's his Can't name? Can't think now. Oh, this is embarrassing. Um, <laughs> uh, something... I don't Gimli. know. Gimli. It, it's something <laughs> E. It's something... It's got that kind of yeah. sound into it. What? 
Brat, uh, <laughs> maybe let's just move on from this. Well, I don't think we can. <laughs> He'll come to us as soon as you remember his name. Just shout it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brienne of Tarth and Jamie Lannister, who are bound for King's Landing, are captured by Roose Bolton's bannermen and taken prisoner. Oh yeah, because I think we mentioned last week uh, Brienne was sent on the mission to take him back to King's Landing. Yeah. Um, but these are the men. Um, oh, the Fingies men, aren't they? Uh, are they Tywins? In the end, oh, I think they were Roose Bolton's, weren't they? Is that what it was? Sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, yeah. It's Roose Bolton, and again, these this the start of like another political power play kind of thing that you think Roose Bolton at this point is still Team Stark kind of thing. Yeah. But as you go yeah. on, you find out that there's more to it. That... So that's episode two, episode three. In King's Landing, Tywin Lannister makes plans to wed Peter Baelish, or as the books would say, him what. By or the audiobook is like Baelish or something. Uh, Patar, Lord Patar Baelish. Patar Baelish. Yeah. <laughs> some, of the, some of the names in the audiobook are just ridiculous. Um, so, to, to win, Lannister makes plans to wed Patar Baelish to Lysa Arryn. Lysa Arryn, yeah. Um, so, just one other point on that as well with the audiobook. Uh, they also, for some reason, make the, the Lannisters Welsh. And the other people like, oh, Welsh, Lannisters. It's a really weird just choice to do. It just make them all Welsh. A bit like in the show, how all the Northmen are Yorkshire. Like in the books, all the Lannisters are Welsh. I I understand why, but then the Welsh accent's not a very, like... It's a weird choice, Aggressive, political sort of one. Not the most powerful family in the the kingdom, can we? No, we're all Welsh. No, it's like the Starks, for me, the Starks are Welsh, and then the Lannisters are like Cockneys. Do you think, yeah, maybe not cockney, but something. yeah, more more like just posh kind of yeah. southerners, like posh you know. southerners, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the Tyrells are going to be like, uh, what Midlands, yeah, Cornwall <laughs> or something, yeah, Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tywin makes plans to wed Peter and Liza in order to prevent the Starks from gaining more flock followers. He also appoints Tyrion to the position of Master of Coin to replace Baelish. Yep, yeah, we all remember that, which yep. is a demotion, but. Yeah, yeah. Fionn <laughs> uh, Greyjoy escapes from his captors and is saved by the cleaning boy who had previously offered to help him. So that's Ramsay, as we mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, yes. escapes Ram- in inverted commas. <laughs> yeah, Ramsay Snow at this point. Yeah. Uh, Daenerys offers to pay for the unsullied army with one of her dragons, also taking Missandei, Hollyoaks actress. Yeah. Yep. Uh, translator for the <clears throat> Ksatznis Monaklos. What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the owner of the Unsullied. Uh, so she, yeah, as a token of faith. So he obviously I remember, to buy yeah. the dragon off her. Yeah, um, that's how the episode, one of the episodes ends. But we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. The, Sorry, just one point going from last week. You mentioned the Hollyoaks thing. I was wrong about Grey Worm. He wasn't in Hollyoaks. He was in the Bill, <laughs> was actually? which is another UK soap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. But uh, the girl I was thinking of. When I was saying Mercedes and it wasn't wasn't her, it's Roxanne McKee, she's called in real Roxanne, life. Roxanne, yeah, yeah. And she played Louise Summers in Hollyoaks. I'm picturing Mercedes now and I remember, I know who she is now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, more Hollyoaks facts next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or probably Shooting. later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking that um, Jojen, uh, the guy who's with Bran at this point, I think he, I'm sure he's on Hollyoaks. He's definitely been in loads of UK stuff, yeah. I've seen him in loads of, loads of UK stuff. Yeah. Before, is he yeah. like, um, oh, what's... What's the lady's lady? What's what's her name? Who's hanging about with Samwell? Samwell. Oh, begins with Griff. G. Griff. Oh, G, doesn't it, yeah. she was in Skins once. She was in Skins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm bringing it. It's it like, might be that. Yeah. 
So that, that's another UK like teen soap kind of thing. Well, that's a bit, yeah, it's a teen soap. Yeah, more yeah. bit more of a soap one, but that was another UK teen show from yeah, late late two thousands. Yeah, I can't remember her name though. Should we just do like a UK like teen soap <laughs> roundup? Like? <laughs> <I'm, I'm, laughs> do, do a new podcast. Uh, yeah, I'd love that. I um, love Skins. I thought it was good. I never watched Skins. I was no. not. It's, it's it's not for me. Like, it was good. Just, yeah. Did you, Nick, did you like Skins? I never watched it. Get on it. You'll never watch it. Yeah. Tell you what we'll do. We'll do a recap of season one of Skins next. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up. Beyond the wall, Jon Snow and his group of wildlings plan to climb the wall and attack the Night's Watch. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so they're just planning it at this point, are they? Yeah. Well, we're back with it. Jon Snow's still like undercover kind of thing, working with. I'm sure at this point he's 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 undercover. Almost not though. Yeah, but it's almost like his own allegiances are almost blurring. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like it's a triple agent now, kind of thing. Yeah, because so, he's he's met Ginger Woman. Yeah, he? Ingrid. So Ingrid. like he, he went double agent by pretending to be a wildling, but now the Night's Watch don't believe that he's a double agent. So now he's a triple agent, and it could go either way. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Locke and the rest of Roose Bolton's men take Brienne and Jamie back to their camp. They threaten to rape Brienne, but Jamie convinces them not to. So on this scene. He says, "Do you know who that is?" That's like Brienne of like Tarf, and he's like, "Well, he's like so." So, well, Tarf's made of like sapphires, yeah, uh, sapphire isle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they call call it, like, I can't remember what he says. But it's like, oh, they call it the Sapphire Isle because there's sapphires that are worth loads of money. Yeah. Um, so then it comes up later in the show. I don't know if I'm going to be able to recall it, it now. It, it, it's like season. It, it might it, just be like a, a couple of episodes later when like she confronts him and saying like I know what you did for me but she says like it's not like sapphire because there's sapphires it's because of the colour of the ocean or something yeah. I no I think there's even another thing where I can't remember what it is now but it's definitely mentioned about the sapphires to Jamie in the, in a future episode I'll try and find it while we're uh, on the show mm-hmm. but there's like a callback almost to that lie told about the sapphires like I, I'll, I'll find it I'll, I'll uh, it's not going to be a very informative podcast if I don't find that <laughs> but yeah I've had to look forward to it. Um, so yeah, uh, they threaten to rape Brienne, but Jamie convinces them not to. That's a very horrific moment, that, when yeah, they sort of yeah. take her away and it's just... Uh, he then presses his luck by offering to pay Locke for his freedom. Locke responds by chopping off Jamie's right hand. Yeah. Just, again, one little book composer, so to keep going back to this, but... I'd rather you go back to the book, because it gives, it gives more sort of context to yeah, yeah. what we're watching. In the book, at the end of series one, at the end of book one even, when... Uh, Ah, oh, yeah, frees those people from the, the cage. Do you remember that at all? And it's in the show for a second where she frees people from a cage because yeah, of Chapman Hagar. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. There's two other people in the cage and they're Roger and Biter. And in the books, it's Roger and Biter who catch Jamie and cut his hand off. I think you said this last week. Oh, did yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've invented this lot character. I don't know why. I like the idea that Arya set that in motion. Like, she yeah. let them people go and they end up cutting Jamie's hand off kind of thing. But yeah. it's just a bit more random in the show. Like, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. Maybe maybe they thought they just didn't know where else to go with that rather than it just be like a throwaway thing. Yeah, and just thought, oh, we've got a new actor to play a new character. I'd have preferred that from what you just said. I'd yeah. have preferred that. But I feel like um, him getting his hand chopped off, it was like... Not the start, but it's, it's a big um, step in his evolution uh, of Jamie Lannister because... Like I say, from the beginning, he was like this proper like. How do you explain him in season one? He was uh, just an, like an egotistical kind uh, of. Yeah. He, killed his, he killed his own cousin in season well, that's, one. That's what I mean. He's very egotistical, like John said. So, uh, and then now we're in season three, and he's. 
I don't know, he's becoming almost very down to earth at this yeah, point. Yeah, a lot more uh, humble. Humble, that's the word I was talking Losing about. Losing his own hand will do that for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, though. I think, that, like you said, this is probably one of the big major stepping stones for him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like yeah. you said, the evolution of his character, yeah. So that's uh, episode three. Uh, episode four, Fionn escapes with the cleaning boy, which we know is Ramsey Snow, <laughs> uh, who saved him only to realise it was all a cruel joke and he is back where he started to be tortured again. <laughs> and and yeah. he leads to reveals at the end of it. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm Ramsey Bolton. Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah should we, well, we'll move on for that for now. So just one quick point on, on. Alfie, on Alfie Allen, who plays Theon. Lily Allen's sister. Uh, sister. sister, yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a makeup job there. Snooze like. to him. <laughs> Don't need to what? do the prosthetic penis anymore. <laughs> not getting that out again. Of course, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not about in season one, and he's like one of the only knobs that get chopped off in the whole Yeah, time. Is he technically is he the transgender? Only... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Alfie Allen, he's one of them actors that I just want to punch him in the face. Ah, I'm sorry, I keep biting my tongue today. It's really, really painful. <laughs> You, you're talking that. about someone getting the knob chopped off and then you're like, oh, I've just bit me tongue a bit. Oh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but uh, Alfie Allen, who plays uh, Theon, I feel like it's the kind of person you just want to smack in the face, like there's oh, something yeah, about him. Yeah. But he's a good actor. I've seen him in other stuff, like in The Predator and stuff, and he's always dead good, you know what I mean? Like, I feel but, like there's a film of John Wick is the bad is guy. John Wick, John Wick yeah. is the bad guy, yeah. He, you want to smack him in that as yeah, well, 100%. but he plays that part really well. Like, he does you know, play the, a knob. Yeah, he's really good. Well. plays a knob. <laughs> 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 but he's good, good for Theon, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the men of the Night's Watch grow weary of living in Croster's Keep where they are treated poorly while Croster eats well. So they're at this point, they're, they're at the the house of uh, Croster's Keepers. Oh, yeah. Help called, me out here. Yeah. It's called Croster, really, but I can't think what his actual full name is. But Which one's Croster now? I'm... The grumpy old guy who runs that little So I'm going to use his daughter's gilly. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. he, he always um, like impregnates all his kids, doesn't he? Yeah, Gilly's yeah. the one from uh, Skins. Yeah. Gilly? You remember doing yeah. it? Um, yeah, so they're, they're getting annoyed. Um, they begin a mutiny against Craster and their own leader. So that is where... This is where... Gendry. Gendry's his name from earlier. <laughs> Gendry from earlier. Oh, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. it just came to me now. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's with Gendry and Hot Pie. Yeah, yeah. that's right, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, they begin a mutiny against Craster and their own leader, which is Jorah Mormont's dad. Yeah, Lord Gior Mormont. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Geo Mormont. Yeah. Sorry, that was easy for me to say. <laughs> Sam, is this the episode where it all kicks off? Or? Um, I believe it is this episode, yeah. So there's there's a murder. There's been a murder. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sam escapes along with one of Craster's daughter's wives. One of, sorry, Sam escapes along with one of Craster's daughter wives. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all struggling tonight. Like. <laughs> uh, which is Gilly and her newborn child. So obviously it's one of the more subtly harrowing sort of yeah, yeah. stories is Little the whole crass kind of thing. thing of like, oh yeah, his daughters are there. Yeah. It's very like... Very weird. Yeah. Was, it, was it... Yeah, oh, sorry, never mind. Okay. Uh, Aya and Gendry, good that you mentioned Gendry, it before, yeah, we remembered yeah. his name, Gendry, are taken to the secret cave of the Brotherhood Without Banners where they meet their leader, Beric Dundarian, yeah, yep. who later sentenced the Hound to trial by combat. So we didn't yeah, mention the hound, before the, the, hound the, hound's, the hound's there. How, how did um, the hound doesn't the hound capture Arya at some point? I feel yeah, like the hound after that. After this, doesn't he leave with Arya? Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, right. 
I think, oh, again, I'm going going back to the book here, but in the book, I'm sure that it's the Hound and Arya head to, uh, I can't, uh, can't think of the name now, Freys, the twins, that's the twins. it. Heads there, and, and I think they meet up with them after that, Like, but it's all in a different order, I think, in the oh, show. Oh, so they meet up with it? I feel like that's what I mean, they, they do late, like quite a bit later on in the show. Yeah, but uh, I might be getting confused here, but... Uh, we'll carry on. Uh, back in the east, Daenerys trades her dragon for the army of unsullied soldiers, only to immediately order her dragon to burn their leader alive. Yeah. yeah. She then has the unsullied murder their masters and frees them to fight for her if they are willing. Now, I watched this recently. I thought that was great. That when when she's like, oh yeah, kill the masters and that, and they all start. They're all sort of looking around, going, and you they do it, but. When she first sort of frees them, I got like a, like this like I didn't get goosebumps, but like I got a really like good moment where I was watching it, thinking like this scene is like really well sort of like shot, yeah. like the moment of of her ordering them, you know, you're free. Now. Yeah, I was like, this is this is bonkers. This is great. Um, then you see them all murdering all the masters, and it's just fucking chaos. It's great. Little clue here though, she's not a not a man of her word, Daenerys. She uh, makes a deal and goes back on it straight away. Straight away, yeah. So yeah, it's a bit, a bit, um, a bit dodgy. Great. Maybe a bit of foreshadowing to be becoming mad <laughs> later on. Yeah, great. <laughs> the mad queen. Great, great queen she's going to be. Yeah, she, yeah. she can't even go along with a word. Yep. Episode five. Uh, in King's Landing, Tywin Lannister plans to wed Tyrion to Sansa Stark and Cersei to Loras Tyrell, despite their protests against both pairings. I feel like this season's very much Tywin... Planning to marry people off, isn't it? Yeah. Is he trying to organise three separate weddings? Here? I feel like the whole show is pretty much that. Was this, like, uh, yeah. So did you just say Cersei then? Is that so this said? one is uh, Tyrion to Sansa and Cersei to Loris, and this yeah, is yeah. like three episodes after Baelish to Lyserar. Yeah, I believe like, like straight away Cersei's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the past, like Tywin tried to marry Cersei off to Rhaegar Targaryen, but then because of a political power play, he got married off to Elia Martell instead. But then ended up going out with Liza, Liza, uh, the Stark sister. Can't think what she's called. Ned, Ned's sister. Oh, uh, Lyanna, Lyanna Stark. So there's all these like interconnecting, like you know, like you know, everything relies on like who you get married off to and stuff. Yeah. You know? So like, kind of. This is what makes Game of Thrones like we mentioned last interesting. Week. Yeah. Like yeah, it's really it's all the interesting political stuff, isn't it? And all the yeah. it's the you tangle the web up so much that it's really interesting, like untangling it and seeing all like you know the different connections. But then when everyone starts dying, it's like the sh- the the shock is great that you're never going to know who's going to survive or not. But it does affect the sort of direction of the type of show. Doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, I know we spoke yeah. about it last week, but no, you're right. Yeah, to talk talking about, like the deaths and the thing. Like I believe like at the beginning, like you know, it is dead shocking, and you're like, wow, this is. This is, you know, like when when Ned first dies, and you're just like, what the fuck? I feel like later on in the show, though, you just kind of like, oh, I'm, I know everyone's gonna die. You know, it, it gets a bit. It, leaves, get, it always puts you on your toes, though. No, it definitely does. It definitely does. But uh, and you, you never, you, you never feel like you want to get attached to a character or anything like that. But I feel like Ned was the only death that I didn't know was coming in the show. But there's one death we're going to get to later where when I was reading it in the book, my hand was shaking, like, turning the pages because I was so, like, on edge waiting to see what happened yeah. kind of thing. Is that in season three or four or...? We'll, we'll get to it tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, I'll carry on. Um, the Hound kills Beric Dondarrion in trial by combat and wins his freedom. 
However, Beric is brought back to life by a prayer to the Lord of Light. Yeah. So this is where you start seeing more Lord of Light stuff around yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah. World of I think that's the first time you see someone brought back to life in the show, isn't it? And I mean, we're going to jump ahead here, but we still don't know where the show's up to, whether the Lord of Light is like a good force or a, a bad, bad force. Yeah. I feel like it, it might just be the way George R. R. Martin sees religion and that it's not good or bad. It's just like however you use it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mm. it's probably a good good way of looking yeah. at it. Um, I'd, I, I feel like it's going to sway more towards the negative side, but it's... You think? Yeah, but it's just like you said, it's to do with how people use it. It's like the Beric one. He's not he's not a bad character. Well, exactly. Yeah, he, so, you know, it's like he's more of a neutral, but he, he's, yeah. the, he's using the Lord of Life thing. But they say every time you bring him back, like a piece of him sort of doesn't come back. Which you know, but well, the and the argument though with Melisandre as well, like is she using it for evil? Because like you could argue that she's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, know? yeah. She thought Stannis was the uh, the prince that was promised and stuff yeah. like that. So well, we like we won't cover it tonight, but there's, a, there's some moments in season five where we're like, mm. <laughs> yeah, she's a bit mm, got a bit too far, <laughs> gone a bit far with that one. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we'll carry on. After being delivered to Roose Bolton, Jamie confesses to Brienne why he killed the Mad King. So there's a scene here where he talks to Brienne about why he did it. Um, help me fill in the gaps. I can, you know what? I, I've totally forgotten so, now. So what was this? this? Sorry. So Jamie is confessing to Brienne why he killed the Mad King. Sorry, I remember. He was, was going to burn down everyone with wildfire. That yeah. was why. Yeah. He had all was the wildfire. Was this when they were in the bath together? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Because everyone hates him for being the Kingslayer. And she's the one who gets me to admit why he did it, and it's like for a noble reason because he was going to murder everyone, kind yeah, of thing. He was, with, he was literally saving point. everyone because, like, he was. I think he, um, the Mad King, ordered everyone to be everyone, every house to be burned or something, didn't he? He literally ordered the death. Of yeah, the entire in the, like because King's Landing was being taken by the Baratheon forces, and and at that point, I think they thought, I think the king thought Tywin Lannister's army was on their side, so they opened the doors for them. But the, the army just came in and invaded, and Jamie cut the throat of the king. Uh, yeah, so where were we up to then? <laughs> I've got off the not, um, I was going to say he stabbed did, him in the back. Yeah, he stabbed him in the back. I was stabbed him in the back, today. I don't know about the book, but um, in, the, in the show, the the idea is that he stabbed him in the back. And right. it's, it's almost like he stabbed him in the back for a noble reason. But that, that's, he's yeah. still stabbing someone in the back type thing. That's, that's why everyone like thinks he's a bit of a coward, because he literally yeah. stabbed his king in the back. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. There's one little detail in the first book as well, like when Ned is thinking about when he first got to the, uh, the keep, and he entered the throne room, and... Jamie obviously has killed the king and he's just stood there. And like Ned walks up to the throne and like, you know, he's thinking like, why isn't Jamie took the throne? Can you know he could he could have sat the throne and been king or something? But yeah. just all these little mind games going on, like, and it's like is Jamie on our side? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like they're just waiting for, for Robert Baratheon to turn up to take the throne, basically. And it's just this weird little kind yeah. of moment that really plays out well in the book, like the mm. yeah. Interesting. Carrying on then, Rob Stark plans to make amends with Walder Frey despite the fact that he disobeyed his promise to marry one of Frey's daughters. Yeah, so we, we spoke about it in the last episode where uh, where um, obviously he'd married um, the the woman from Dawn or whatever wherever she was. She was a foreigner anyway, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, and but he'd been promised to one of Walder Frey's daughters, so um, he'd basically gone against his word and. Yeah, and again, the the whole political background of it. We mentioned last week. I think Rob Stark wins every ba- every battle, but he can't handle the political side of it, which yeah, is what yeah. is his downfall. Yeah. So moving on to episode six, 
In King's Landing, Littlefinger reveals to Lord Varys that he knows the prostitute Roz is working as a spy for him. I think that comes more... Uh, that Saying that becomes more obvious what sort of befalls her. Yeah. yeah. Like, he also reveals that he has given Roz over to Joffrey. Oh, <laughs> it's this, this actual episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't realise, is that just cut straight away? I can't remember I if don't it's like think the next it, scene or I, something. To be fair, it might be a kind of thing where it is like you're talking about it and then you see it as it's happening. I'm sure they're talking in the throne room or something and they're trying to get the upper hand with each other. But as they're talking, you're flashing back to Joffrey's like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. and the camera's panning over and then you see Ross just kind of like pinned yeah, up or whatever yeah. it is. I like. remember being shocked by that. Yeah, Roz, you thought, oh, quite becoming more of a central character as we go on it. She's gaining sort of like influence or, yeah. or you know, uh, screen time uh, as it goes on. Yeah. But yeah. But not only um, that, like, there's no Roz in the book either. So it's like a character they've invented for the show. Yeah. But it, this, is when, this is when the show is at, at its best, kind of thing. Because it works on so many levels. You've got Littlefinger and Varys going head to head, trying to play this one upmanship game. So you've got Littlefinger getting the best of Varys, but then on the other hand, you're finding out what a monster Joffrey is. And then on the other hand, you're seeing that a character that you like has just been killed. You know, there's all these different yeah. levels yeah. working at once kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's great. And that is when Game of Thrones is at its best. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Can't, yeah. can't add anything yeah. to that, yeah. But yeah, uh, he also reveals that he's given Rose over to Joffrey, who murders her with a crossbow. Yeah. Rob Stark tries to make up for... Uh, Rob Stark tries to make up for his marriage to Talisa by offering his uncle Edmure... Edmure, yep. To Walder Frey's daughter in his stead. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get on to that more with the, the Red Wedding. Yeah. Um, Is that like next episode though? Uh, nope. Um, <laughs> sorry, mean, just not just glasses carry, just carry on. <laughs> Nobody saw that, but we mentioned it. Um, yeah, we've got a couple of episodes, but we'll... Is this where um, Edmure gets told he's like, no. I'm not doing it. No. He doesn't want to do it, does he? Yeah, because like, yeah, he's like, have you seen Waldo for his daughter? Yeah, like, it's like he'll bring out some bloody manga and I'll, <laughs> and I'll be stuck with her. <laughs> I, like, how long's that character in it, Edmure? Because like, you barely even notice him and then he just starts appearing and then he's dead. He's not, I, I don't think he's died, he's Edmure. Dead, he comes back. Oh, right, okay. I think he's still knocking about because he's like the, I presume, the last kind in fact, of... fact, I think he comes back in season six. Right, okay. On my, I'm on my most recent rewatch, yeah. and I can't remember what happens to him. But I'm um, on my current rewatch. I'm just finished season five, so all right. He's not dead. Um, uh, don't want to give false information. <laughs> John Igret and the Wildlings climb the wall successfully, but lose many men in the process due to an avalanche. So this is where, what's his name from the office, Mackenzie? Oh yeah, with his yeah. little eagle. Yeah, Mackenzie and his little eagle friend. Uh, they. He pretty much tries to get rid of Igret and John. Yeah, yeah. Or he's trying to get rid of John. It's because, although he loves Igret. It's because like I think like they get stuck or something, and he cuts the rope. Yeah. In, in order to try and save himself. But, but like, John ends up saving Igret. But I'm sure doesn't he give? Doesn't he? Doesn't doesn't Mackenzie Crook? Um, I can't remember his character name. Is he like not in love with Igret? I can't remember. I think he is. I think mm. that's the implication yeah. anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's not much else to add at that point. Uh, Episode 7, Fionn's mysterious torturer has him castrated. <laughs> Quite yeah. a way, just yeah, put so. him up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Arya runs away from the Brotherhood without banners, but is captured by the Hound, who was hiding outside. So we'll cover the Fionn bit first. Right. <clears throat> Fionn getting his knob chopped off. Pretty horrific. Now, I don't know if it's season uh, episode 7 or episode 8, 
after he's cut it off and like this is my favourite bit of this I don't know what you're <laughs> going to say so the Fionn's obviously like a withering wreck at this point yeah yeah and he looks over and he sees Ramsey Snow there he he's just tucking in <laughs> tucking into a big sausage and there's the moment yep. where he looks at him with his wide eyes and goes Oh, 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 no. <laughs> like, I, I love what, what, what he says. He goes, um, he goes, oh, no, God, God, no, I'm, um, I'm not, I'm not an animal. <laughs> um, Just, yeah, the, yeah. The, that one of the, one of the funniest parts came from that, like, where, Something horrific has happened, and yeah, there's just this just funny little moment where it's funny because he's absolutely insane. But, but the and they're hinting that, that he's eating his penis. <laughs> but, but, but like you say, it's, it's dead funny. But at the same time, it's horrific because like like you, you can see how much of a psychopath he is at this point because yeah. he's he's just 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 fucking castrated this guy, and 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 he's and he's literally just playing a game with him. He's just like, yeah. We didn't talk about when um, before this he'd obviously sent a couple of women into. So I can't remember if they were bathing him or not, and they started like trying to arouse him. That was well, they, yeah. were, they were bathing him, weren't they? So it was the it was the blonde woman who I think he kills in a couple of episodes on a hunt, and the brown brown haired woman who he's actually like who's in love with him. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what who, I mean? Who's this like little partner kind of thing until yeah. Theon Sand- kills her? Like, Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it yeah. Sansa who kills uh, him? Sansa, uh, sorry, um, yeah, you're right, yeah. Um, it's in season five. Yeah, it's, it's a way um, off yet, isn't it? But... It's a way off yet, but uh, she meets her end by... I can't remember now if it's I can't think who it was, but one of them pushes her, pushes her off of like a rampart, don't they? Off yeah, the they're at the top of the thing and you watch oh, it. That, that, you watch that, that, it. That, was, that was Theon. Was that Theon? Was it, Theon? Theon. was it Theon who saved Sansa? Yeah, yeah, that was what That's right. And then you literally watch her hit the ground. You hear her scream and she falls and then just goes, ah, splat. I mean, I know, I know he's jumping ahead, but yeah, she she, she was literally going to shoot um, Sansa with a crossbow. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and then Fionn that's where Fionn finally it. saved the day, but we'll get back to that. Uh, so yeah, um, Arya runs away from the Brotherhood without banners, but is captured by the Hound who's hiding outside. Uh, so they go on their little trip, but and I'm thus, sure we'll... And, and thus begins the uh, <laughs> adventures of... The Hound and I. I didn't yeah. mind the eye stuff when she was with the Hound. I didn't mind them at all, to be honest. I thought that was quite a cool little bit. For me, I, I just preferred this to, like, series two, where she's just wandering and stuff. And yeah. yeah, but even though you go, you, again, fast forward to season five, I your storyline is just... just I, I think there's a lot of stuff like this, like Daenerys. It's just her wandering a dusty thing, a dusty area. Oh, yeah, it's just her wandering a, a fieldy area. Kind of <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Similar kind of thing, they just wander. But it, it, it's good, but... Um, at this point, Gendry's been captured when he's with Stannis, so Melisandre reveals to Gendry that he has king's blood and he agrees to go with her back to Dragonstone. So I've jumped ahead there. Yeah, she's agreed that and he's gone to Dragonstone. Well, yeah, what yeah. happened is he, he wanted to join the uh, Brotherhood without banners, didn't he? And, mm. and, and they literally sold him to uh, Melisandre. That's right. Yeah. And I was uh, fuming about it because she's like, he was... He wanted to be with you. So, so, so yeah, that's it. Um, Gendry was fuming as well because he, he was. I think we find out in a later season that, that he was just, like absolutely fuming with him. Like. Jamie leaves to return to King's Landing, but after hearing that Brienne is still trapped, he returns to his captors. There, he finds that she has been put in a pit and made to fight a bear. This episode's called the, this? Bear, the Bear and the Maiden Fair, isn't it? Uh, this episode's called The Bear and the Maiden Fair. Yeah. I do I do remember this because uh, it's um, literally uh, Jamie was let go and he was pretty much sent back to Winterfell. And um, I think this is the first time you meet uh, that, that um, oh, what, Maester, um, who's. 
Oh, uh, Kyburn. Uh, Mr. Kyburn, because yeah. like he's kind of um, looking after Jamie's not hand. Yeah. And um, but then Jamie's just like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go back. <laughs> I need I need to save her because she's that's right. Yeah. She's my best friend. But yeah, he jumps down to protect her, and the two escape safely. So that's the end of episode seven. Episode eight. This is where the second sons come into it. Is it between season three and four that the actor changes? For for Dario Naharis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it three and four that that changes? He's literally only in for like two, three episodes. It's, yeah, and then, yeah. then he and changes then starts he season changes four. Straight straight away, yeah. But this is a weird thing. This. Can I just go into this? Like uh, in series three, it was Ed Skrine who played him, and then he didn't come back for series four, and he thought, oh, clearly Ed Skrine's getting a few films now, so he's getting too big for his boots. He's left, and they've got a new clown in to play him. But I can't think what's called the guy who replaced him. But he now is pretty much. I feel like he's getting more work than Ed Skrine does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was in like the House on Haunted Hill, whatever it was called. That's Netflix right. TV show. What was that? What was he, in there? he was the main son in it. Yeah. Oh. You you've both watched that, haven't you? I have seen. I, it. I, 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 I don't remember though. The one who denies everything. Yeah, like yeah, he's an author. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that, the, the new Dario Nahar. I, I didn't know it was him. No, I didn't know it was him. And he was in a, a film called The Invitation on Netflix as well, a horror film. But yeah, it's just a weird little thing that like Ed Skrine left because he was too big for it. But now the guy who replaced him is bigger than Ed Skrine. I think I think I read that there was some kind of scheduling conflict that he. Oh, was that what it was? Though. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but you, you can carry on with your. Uh, he's too big for his boots. Story. Ed Skrine <laughs> was probably too busy doing the transporter refueled, whatever it was called, some <laughs> some garbage film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like I remembered it happening, and so I, I was prepared for there to be a different actor. But I found it really jarring from season. I do. It looks nothing like him. You know what I mean? It's it looks totally different. Completely I mean, I, different. I, I didn't yeah. realize because I, I was watching. Watching it um, as it was coming out at that point, yeah. um, so I didn't even realise because there's this, so many characters to think about. Well, but. this is the thing; like it's such a dense show anyway, and it's hard enough keeping track of who's who without changing the actor exactly, from one yeah. season to the other. When you when you're watching Quick Succession, like I have done that's, again that's recently, thing, yeah. I, I did find it jarring. Yeah, I, I can't. You know, it's a TV show; actors change. The Marlins had three separate actors, but you know what I mean. Um, but like on that as well, like another really jarring one for me was the Mountain. In series one, is this bit like big fat bodybuilder guy, and in series two for a bit, it's like a kind of like tall, lanky, tall, El- lanky yeah. guy. He yeah, looks yeah. like El Higante from WCW yeah, in yeah. the early nineties. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then they go back to the the big fat mountain after but that. even even bigger and like muscular yeah. and like. And it's like that's a really weird. Like you've got three different looks for the mountain here. The, the middle one's definitely the worst. Yeah, definitely. At least the other two look sort of similar. Yeah, and, well, t- and like, scary, like scarier, and he also like he sort of ages backwards because the the third mountain. Is visibly younger than the first mountain. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll... about that character though. Um, was it Aladdin Dario Naharis. Yeah, <laughs> I was reading. I mean, you might be able to talk with this John, but I was reading. Apparently, like he's dead, like an eccentric-looking character in the book. He's got like purple hair. Oh, or he's something, got like bright like, blue hair. Or is that what his blue hair? Yeah. So yeah, and he's the leader of the Stone Crows. So, so all have like different looks and stuff. Ah, like. So, so so like apparently like the the, the original actor would probably have been more. Closer to the book. I suppose, yeah. He has got a quite eccentric look to him. That, that is one thing worth mentioning. Oh, God, I can't talk Are you saying they've toned him down in the... Sorry, John. Are you saying they've um, toned him down maybe with the second half? Yeah, by the looks of it, yeah. Well, I just think there's a lot of things in the book, though, that are so much more eccentric than the show. Like, the Targaryens are meant to have, like, white hair and violet eyes and stuff, you know what I mean? They're meant to look so much more, yeah, like... Yeah alien than they do in the yeah, actual yeah, show because yeah. again they don't want somebody who doesn't look pretty in the show kind of thing right, yeah. 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 So, so like from what I was reading obviously I've not read the books but um, 
um, from what I was reading about this character in the books, like he's supposed to have this like bright, like almost like the first actor, um, yeah, but, yeah. but with just bright blue hair, like um, with that weird because he's got like an odd look. I'm sure he's got like feathered hair or something like yeah. some like weird like headdress so, so, kind of so thing. I feel like with this new actor, it, it just kind of yeah, they've proper downgraded. Yeah, I think. But. Well, um, yeah, episode eight then. King's Landing sees the wedding of Tyrion Lannister and Sansa Stark. During the ceremony, Joffrey is very cruel to both of them, and Tyrion gets very drunk and makes a scene. Uh, yeah. We'll carry on, because uh, I want to get on to episode 9. But yeah, yeah. In Dragonstone, Melisandre seduces Gendry and uses leeches to take his blood, which she uses for another spell. So, yeah, that's another one. Does she try and like so seduce him? And that's yeah, how she, she gets him in there. She, she I think so, yeah. I'm sure, I can't remember if he's talking to Sadavos, and Sadavos is like, why'd you do that? Why'd, like, And he's like, you know, that that woman came in <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, like, I'm, I'm, sure, like, <laughs> I'm like 20 or something. <laughs> I'm sure that's in series seven as well that we've already covered, but the bit where they're walking like north of the wall and the hound's like, well, you stop moaning. It's like, what? She tried to kill me. She put leeches on me and stuff. And it's like, I'm not moaning. It's like, well, your mouth's moving and you're complaining. So you're moaning. <laughs> <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> uh, Daenerys visits a city called Young Kai. Here's another one. Oh, yep, Young Kai, yeah. Um, where she gains a new follower, follower named Dario Naharis, which we've just talked about. Does Young Kai he's... have to speak like a desert kind of area? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's part of the, the Second Sons, which... Oh, we so were... the Second Sons, not, not yeah. the, Stone, the Stone Crows. Though. No, yeah, Second Sons. Uh, yeah. We won't... We won't. I probably don't have to go too much into detail with it, but... There's so many different factions within, like, different little sellsword armors and stuff, like yeah. the Stone Crows, the... the uh, you mentioned the Stone Crows, though. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But also the uh, the the religious people who come into King's Landing. I can't even think what the, the, the Sparrows. Sparrows. You know, yeah. I mean, there's so many different little factions within mm. factions, kind of thing. That. But yeah, we'll skip over Dario <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the. Um, it's literally he joins from the and, and, and then the actor leaves. <laughs> yeah, then the actor leaves. So. I mean, the only thing is, he, he came with two other men in the show, didn't he? Um, and and he ends up killing them both. In yeah, order he to, more, in order to gain Daenerys' favor, yeah, yeah, yeah. she falls falls for her, doesn't he? Like, that's yeah, why yeah essentially, like, yeah. Well, he, like, he's not a good mate, is he? Like, see, I, I never, I never believe that he actually fell for her or anything. I think that he was just playing her, maybe, and just waiting for. But, but maybe, you know, was he just was he hanging around with the other the other two guys, and then when to a bet came along, exactly, like, just a sell sword. He'll just a bit like oh, Bron, yeah, just a bit like Bron. He'll just look out for what's best for himself, kind of thing. Like. Oh, all along, you think that? You yeah, think, I, I think you don't so. think he's gone the same way of Jorah where. Um, at first, he was playing up, but then he's kind of fell for But, well, does he get sent away at some point? I know we're jumping ahead. Yeah, we'll get to it, but yeah, he, gets, he does get sent away. Yeah. Um, he goes on a little escapade through some stone place. Yeah. Um, on the wall, Sam and Gilly are attacked by a White Walker, which Sam unexpectedly kills with a dragonglass dagger he found. Yep. So, yeah. that's where he starts introducing dragonglass in the sort of... the. The White Walker killing abilities of Dragonglass. Is that yeah. where that starts coming in? Or I think, I think, that's the, it? I think that's the first time you actually find out what can kill a White Walker. Does it shatter? I can't remember. He does. He just completely shatters and explodes yeah. almost. Right? But yeah, Dragonglass kills White Walkers. Um, jet fuel melts steel beams. Alex <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, <Alex> right. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so I've got. That so on the on the article that's the end of the season from what they said, but uh, with episode nine, now this episode's called the Reigns of Castamere, yeah, which is the best piece of music in Game of Thrones. 
in my opinion, yeah. the Cigarros song. Well, it, that was the Cigarros song, but the in this episode is it is it played by like Coldplay or is it? It's I a think it's Coldplay. It's a band, isn't it? It is a. Are you band? sure it's not Cigarros? Like, like, like I said, I, I know that Snow Patrol are in one episode, but I think they're just on horseback, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It I'm, might be Cigarros, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm I, I'm a fan of Cigarros, and like I am, I know it's their song. Uh, I know it's on not, the album of Cigarros. Yeah, yeah, like not not like they've written it or anything, but like they they, they not it. only do they. Perform it on the show as part of like Joffrey's like a Joffrey celebration. Um, you might be, you might be right, but I know Coldplay also. Um, I'm sure it wasn't. Coldplay it it, it might be one. during the wedding that Coldplay are playing. That might be wrong. Mm. That's it. I don't know about Coldplay, but like um, Cigaros were definitely on it to a point where I was like, that Cigaros performing that right there during the Reigns of Castamere. Do you but know it like, well on the show? Like they they there and you see the singer and that. Do you know it well enough to uh, sing the lyrics to it or? No. Um, no, do you? No, but if I give you a little bit of backing like that. Does that ring a bell at all? Or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell a lie. Uh, not a lie, but on this episode, Will Champion, the drummer and backing vocalist of Coldplay, has a cameo appearance as one of the musicians who plays oh, at the wedding. There we go. I thought of, right? <laughs> I know that Snow Patrol, maybe just the lead singer, is in... There's one bit where he's humming a tune on horseback for some reason. Yeah. And people are like, well, that guy, shut up fucking humming that tune. And that's, <laughs> Snow Patrol, that's the guy from Snow Patrol. There's, right. There's loads of musicians throughout. Ed, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. not even get into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah with, just to clear up with the Cigarros one. I don't think it's on this episode that they appear. I'm sure it's at Joffrey's to, wedding. It's at the Purple Wedding that they play it, yeah. They play it at the Purple Wedding because yeah. when he's singing it. And I'm sure this episode ends with Cigarros singing it. I just can't remember. Um... But yeah, we'll we'll get into it. It does play over the credits at the end. Yeah, I just can't remember if it's the Cigarros version or not. But yeah, Red Wedding episode. Now I'm gonna I'm on Wikipedia now. I'm really sorry. Before we get into that, can I just jump into this? Go for it. Do you know the background of the Reigns of Castamere? The reason it's significant, the, the song. It's a it's the story the, it tells. Yeah, it's the it's the Lannister. Go, I'd let, retell it. It's a family who crossed the Lannisters in the past. How's Castamere? I think so, or, or the reigns of Castamere. I think it's like the, the reigns who of Castamere, and they're a family who crossed the Lannisters, and it, and it tells the story of how Tywin just destroyed the family kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like a, a folk song. There's also a warning to people like, "Do not cross Tywin Lannister kind of thing. He will fuck you up like the reigns of Castamere." <laughs> yeah, no, I I love it. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, isn't it? Not only is it like such a haunting piece of music, it works so well with the with the show. Well, it just the atmosphere for it. It's great. In the show, I can't remember now, it's been so long ago, but in the show, do they hint at the fact that Caitlin knows there's something amiss? Because oh, of yes, the song? they do. Yeah, because we'll get of the to song. It. We'll like, get they to definitely it. do, yeah. We'll get because to it. in the book, that is the point where she's like, why the hell are they playing that song? Exactly, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it happens in the show. Right, right. We'll get to it, we'll get to it. Um, so I'm on Wikipedia for a, 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 a recap of this one. <clears throat> so I'm going to leave the, um, at the Twins update. For okay. later on in this sort of recap, so I'll just give you the rest of the episode. This will be a bit more in depth because we're on Wikipedia now. Yeah, yeah. Great resource if you've heard of it. <laughs> so beyond the wall, north of the wall, Sam and Gilly continue their march south. Sam tells Gilly he plans for them to cross the wall using the entrance at the night fort and abandon castle along the wall. Right. So in the north, um, this is going to be hard to read. In the north, south of the wall, Bran and his group take shelter in an abandoned mill. Nearby, John and the wildling party raid an elderly horse breeder's home, taking his horses and gold while the old man flees. In the mill, Bran and Judge and Reed, Judge and, 
uh, discuss their plan to cross the wall, and Mira spots the old horse breeder riding nearby. So they're close by at this point. Yep. After the old man is captured by the wildlings, Hodor, scared by the thunder, begins yelling, which threatens to give away their location to the wildlings. Bran uses Bran uses his warg abilities to enter Hodor's mind and knocks him out. And this is the first time you actually see him taking control of like a person. Uh, mm. like, it, before yeah. this, you've only ever seen him almost dreaming it. It's not like he's actually done it um, consciously. This this is the first time you've seen him actually con- um, consciously take control of someone. I mean, I like the moment uh, on in the scene, but I don't. I don't like that Jon Snow's literally out the window whilst they're just there. Yeah, a bit too now, like... Don't get me wrong, like, I, I like the idea that they don't meet, but I don't like it as well. Like, I like the idea they don't meet, but I don't like the idea that they push it that close. That... So he's literally, all he had to do was look out the window. Yeah, it's like, you were that close? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and I get that that's, it's for, for effect. In yeah, the show, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. Outside, Tormund moves to kill the old man, but Orel, don't know who he is. That's a uh, Mackenzie Crook. Oh, is yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. Right, okay. Orel tells him to leave, t- tells him to instead have John do it to prove his loyalty. John is ultimately unable to kill the innocent man, and instead, Igret kills the man with an arrow. Realizing where John's loyalties lie, Tormund orders his men to kill him, but John manages to defeat them. As Igret moves to defend him, John deliberately knocks her to the ground, allowing Tormund to hold her down and prevent her from getting killed while he battles with Orel. Bran enters the mind of Summer, his direwolf, and aids John. So, yeah. Bran enters Summer yeah. Yeah, yeah. to help aid John. But Bran doesn't... Does Bran know it's John? Yeah, yeah. Of course, right, okay. of course he does. <laughs> Yeah, but like, I, I don't remember to be honest. I can't. I can't remember whether I mean, there's a significance. Did he say like, "Oh, John's outside"? Because like, why, I, why would they no, not I make think, more? No, I think a... he might have done to. Uh, um, oh, what's the woman called that's been helping him? Isn't there a thing where he knows that John will take him back to like the Wall or Winterfell yeah, or something? Yeah, exactly, he yeah. wants to go north, don't he, yeah, to get yeah. to the, cr- the right, okay. the uh, three-eyed crow, or whatever. Like, he'd be making more of like a. And, the other, and the, the other guy might have said like, "Yeah, you can't go. Like, yeah, you can't do that. Something like that." While the wolves hold off the other wildlings, John kills Orel, who wargs into an eagle, which briefly attacks John. I remember that because he gets his face all yeah, messed yeah. up. Yeah. Um, after John fights off the eagle, he is able to steal a horse and escape, leaving Igret and heading back to the wall. This is where Igret puts three arrows in him. But, um, but later on, Tormund's like, "Why didn't you kill him?" And she's like, "Oh, I tried." And Tormund's like, "Nah, you can, you can <laughs> fire an arrow. Like, yeah. you wanted him alive. You can kill a man with one arrow. I don't know why you've." Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At night, Bran asks asks Osha to take Rickon to last half. Osha is the wildling who was living in West Winterfell. Winterfell. Was it? Well, is that right? Like, yeah, it's Winterfell. Yeah. Uh, like West. Oh, that's, that's, that's like a, ca- a captive or something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, take Rickon to last half, the home of the Umber family, and they depart shortly after. Yeah, you don't this, see them again not for until seasons, season six, I believe. Season it six. Is. Yeah. Well, Again, I, I know I'm, I'm getting confused with books and, and show here, but in the books, the Umbers are a uh, thingy, uh, the twins for the wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't think they, they ever go back to them in the, in the show. Oh, no, sorry, I'm lying. The, one of the Umbers is at the Battle of the Bastards later. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, In Yunkai, this is a short update, planning their invasion of Yunkai, Dario tells Dinner. Oh, so at this point, they're outside Yunkai. They, they're not allowed in. Um, Planning the, the <laughs> planning the invasion of Yunkai, Dario tells Daenerys and her knights about a rear gate to the city through which they can sneak in and open the main gate for her army. So Jorah is suspicious of Dario and his plan, as he would be. 
but comes around. I'm adding that in. That doesn't say that on the page. <laughs> but comes around when Daenerys seeks Grey Worm's opinion. When night falls, Dario, Jorah, and Grey Worm arrive at the gate. Dario enters ahead of them, posing as a still loyal Second Son commander. Shortly after being let inside the city, he signals Jorah and Grey Worm to follow him. Soon they are ambushed by a group of Yunkai slaves. So sorry, Yunkai slave shorts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like bloody daughter's wife, daughter wife. Um, they're ambushed by a group of Yunkai's slave soldiers, and though largely outnumbered, manage to kill them and accomplish the mission. The group returns to Daenerys and tells her that she is now in control of the city. Not much else you can add to that. No. Um, right at the twins, this is a big update. This is one of the biggest moments in the this entire is the show. Big, the big, yeah, big yeah. moment. This is the this is the this is the sort of we're going to lead to a scene here where it was so shocking that people who had read the book were filming people. It became a bit of a not yeah a, the like reaction a to it like yeah, yeah filming people's reaction of people who didn't know what was coming and there was a few of them went viral. It was people like losing the marble. Yeah, yeah. So um, at camp, Catelyn counsels <clears throat> her son Rob, the King in the North. <laughs> like that it adds that in there. If you don't know who he is, the King in the King North. King of the North, yeah. yep. Um, about his planned alliance with Lord Walder Frey and his planned assault on Casterly Rock, the homeland of the Lannisters. Rob wants to attack Casterly Rock because now's maybe the best time for it. Yep. Because they want to take away the whole... Well, he's on the verge of winning the, the entire war at this point, yep. Rob Stark. So. The Stark host soon arrives at the Twins. Uh, castle... Ugh, I can't read. Castle Homeland of the Freys. Yeah. It's worth pointing out, it's so important because the twins is the only way to get through the middle of the uh, the country. Yeah. And yeah. that's why Walder Frey has such sway because he can control who passes up, up yeah. north and south. Like It's literally the dividing it between the north and the south. Yeah. Um, well, they are given... Yeah, so the Stark host soon arrives at the twins, castle homeland of the Freys, where they are given a they are given bread and salt, a symbol of the guest right. Guest rights are a very interesting thing that we'll go on to. Yeah. Um, or I'd like to bring up. A guarantee of safety. <laughs> it literally goes into it right <laughs> yeah. away. I know I'm butchering this, but we'll get it. <laughs> Guest right is where it's a guarantee of safety when under what another lord's roof. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can I, never you can never break the uh, the oath cold. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a, an unwritten rule that you will never yeah. do anything when you're a guest of somebody, uh, a lord. I'm sure that's real life as well. I'm sure that's some unwritten rule. Pretty much like, yeah, the... Um, Rob makes an apology to both the sarcastic Walder Frey and his daughters. Walder accepts the apology but insists on inspecting Talisa, the woman for whom Rob broke his vow. Nearby, Arya, though still a captive of Sandor the Hound Clegane, read the whole name out there, the Hound, <laughs> journeys to the twins to reunite with her mother and brother. When they come upon a trader and his cart, Clegane knocks him out and moves to kill him, but Arya manages to dissuade him and he instead steals the cart of food. So yeah, we all yep. speed. Yep, yep. At night, Walder, uh, we're not, not too far off now. At night, Walder walks his daughter Rosalind down the aisle to her future husband Edmure Tully, who is pleasantly surprised by her beauty because he was expecting it. That's it. Like, hideous, like all, all his daughters are absolutely hideous, but this one's actually quite yeah beautiful, isn't she? <laughs> they are married shortly afterwards, and the celebration begins at the feast. Walder calls for the bedding ceremony, and the couple are taken to their chamber. So this is a North tradition, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think anyway, in Westeros, really, you have to do the bedding to make it. Feel, uh, yeah, I feel it's more of a North thing. But that's well, why. Well, to make it official, yeah, it's got to consummate it. It's but, the Tyrion and Sansa thing. They never like, it. yeah, they never made it official. So that's, that's why they can both go the separate ways. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing, yeah. 
Um, yeah, Wald calls for the uh, bedding ceremony, and the couple take are taken to the chamber. After they leave, Lofa Frey closes the banquet hall doors, and the Frey bards begin playing the Reigns of Castamere, a Lannister cautionary song, both of which arouse Caitlin's suspicions. Like you mentioned before, as soon as you hear that on a rewatch, you know what's happening because... Yeah. That plays and you're like, right, it's the Reigns of Castamere. And then you see her and she just looks up and the doors are getting locked behind them. There's a few little clues going off. There's like, clues. That you know it's about to go hideously wrong at this point. There's the music. She's noticing the doors are being closed. And uh, Roose Bolton has chainmail under his, under his that clothes. That was it, yeah, yeah. And when she, she notices that, he's got this look on his face. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um... Using the food cart as their reason for being at the twins, the Hound and Arya arrive at the wedding. They are turned away at the gate, but Arya sneaks in. Last paragraph now. Catelyn notices... Catelyn or Caitlin? I, I mean, I just read it as Caitlin because there's an E in there, but it might, it might be Catelyn. Catelyn. Um, Caitlin notices Roose Bolton wearing chainmail under his robes, like you just said, which confirms Caitlin's suspicions that, this, that they have been betrayed. Just as Walder signals his men to attack the Stark's men, Caitlin tries to warn Rob, but before he can react... Lofar repeatedly stabs the pregnant Talisa in the abdomen, killing her and her unborn child. One of the most shocking that moments. That is harrowing, that when, when it's just like, you hear it, and it's just like, stab, stab, stab. And it's yeah. just like, oh my... Like, I was horrendous. so by surprise by because I did not expect anything like that. No, that was, that was horrendous, that scene. Like. Did you read that in the book? How did you react? In the book, his wife is Jane Westerling, I think she's called. And she's a distant cousin of the Lannisters, and she's not there. So she's still in the book, off somewhere with Rob Stark's baby. Yeah, yeah, so it's totally different. Yep. Rob is then shot by crossbows and the massacre of his bannermen begins. So this is an absolute massacre at this point. Yeah. Arya, having snuck past the gate, witnesses Freyman kill Stark soldiers and Rob's direwolf, Greywind, where they start parading the wolf's head on Rob's body. Oh, that's the next episode that I think. Oh, oh, we yeah, on ten or? We're on nine. Nine. Yeah, but yeah, I was going to say, there's a bit where Caitlin grabs one of, uh, well, Walder's, yeah. Um, wife yeah and oh she, yeah, and, yeah. She's, and she's basically saying like 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 call him off otherwise i'm gonna kill him he's like i'll find another one <laughs> i'll find another yeah <laughs> I, know, I, I know i keep doing it every week but... <laughs> <laughs> i'll find it <laughs> just keep going back into stewie <laughs> 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 uh, rob is then shot by crossbows and then my, uh, the massacre of his bannerman begins oh yeah having snuck past the gate with witnesses freeman kill stark soldiers and rob's direwolf greywind She's saved by the Hound, who knocks her unconscious and carries her out of the castle, yeah. proving that he's a good guy, generally. Yeah, yeah. Catelyn, um, uh, uh, although wounded by a crossbow bolt, holds Wanda's young wife, Joyous. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, holds the young wife hostage with a knife and demands that Robert be allowed to leave. Walder refuses. I'll find it over. Um, and <laughs> Roose Bolton stabs Rob in the heart, delivering Jamie's message from Harrenhal. The Lannisters send their regards. Uh, Catelyn screams and kills Joyous. Can't pronounce it. <laughs> in retaliation, before Walder Frey's son, Black Walder, slits Catelyn's throat. Yeah. yeah. Just to mention there, as you as you pointed out, this whole deal was done when the Boltons caught Jamie Lannister way back at the start of the season. Because Bruce Bolton was always thinking bigger than like just being like Rob Stark's, uh, you know, leader of his army kind of thing. Yeah. He had bigger plans, and he he arranged it with the Lannisters at that point to to do this. Yep. So uh, onto the season finale now. Oh, sorry, just just one more bit on the Red Wedding as yeah, well. Go for it again. Another book. Sorry to keep going back to book comparisons, but it's more of a battle in the book. Uh, 
like the Stark forces like create this like perimeter in the middle of the thing. They turn all tables over and stuff, and they're just getting arrows pelted at them. And the small John Umber is there, who's the son of the great John Umber, who in the show later on fights at the Battle of the Bastards for Ramsey, for Ramsey Bolton. Oh, okay. But in the book, he dies at this point, like he just gets peppered with arrows and stuff, like and killed. And uh, Rob Stark eventually just comes out from hiding, he's just covered in arrows, like about fifty arrows, and he just get just stabbed through the heart, kind of thing. Yeah. It's a bit more of a bit more of a back and forth in the book than, yeah, than it yeah. is in the show, like. Um, I'll fly through these notes for season 10 um, sorry season 10 episode 10 <laughs> season 3 so um, yeah we're back in King's Landing um, the newly married Tyrion and Sansa got a bit of an icy relationship but it's you know it's getting better they banter about their shared status as outcasts at a small council meeting Tyrion learns of the deaths of Rob and Caitlin Stark during the Red Wedding um, Joffrey orders Rob's head be brought to King's Landing Planning to gift it to Sansa, yeah, showing yeah. these <laughs> <laughs> complete monster. Um, I, I love Joffrey, man. It's just great. Uh, Joffrey angrily, angrily threatens Tyrion in return and insults Tywin when he reprimands him. Tywin, showing Joffrey does not fear him, or does he be taken to his room and sedated? Uh, so, yeah, Tywin and Tyrion discuss the murder at the twins. Wait, sorry, was that the bit where uh, um, Tywin sends him to bed? I believe it is. Was yeah. that that bit? Yeah. He does, yeah, because he, he says, um, give him like, he says, give him some. It's, like, it's not the milk of the poppy. Uh, yeah. That's the suicide one, isn't it? I think it's a bit like Calpol, if you have too much of it. Wow. You know what I mean? Like the... I, th- I, think... well, I mean, Calpol, you'd have to wobble a lot. Yeah, I think that's the bit where like they're having this um, small council meeting and like Tyrion's obviously angry because he's saying that and then Tywin's just like, He's tired. Send him to bed. Get him to bed. <laughs> Give him some of the milk of the poppy or something. Can I just jump back for one second? Like you mentioned before, I'm sure the episode starts with like uh, the scene at the twins where the Frey army are like parading Rob Stark's body on horseback with the, with the wolf head. Wolf like, head, yeah. But like, it's little bits like that that go through me. Uh, they make me feel sick seeing it. Like the way they've done it. You've got the body with the wolf head, but they've got these like iron like rebars just like stuck through the to keep the head into the body. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the it's the defilement of stuff that really bothers me in Game of Thrones. Like it, it makes me feel like sick just seeing it. Yeah, Do yeah. you know what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like back in series one or two where Sean Bean had the sword Ice, which is a Valerian sword. I think I mentioned this in work maybe maybe the other day, and they melt it down to make a sword for Joffrey. And it's just the idea of like. Erasing history, kind of. Do you know what yeah, I mean by that? Yeah. Like, just yeah, yeah. It makes me feel like, oh, that, that's gross. You know what I mean? Like, desecration. Yeah, of yeah the desecration. Dead, like, yeah, like, defiling, like dead bodies and stuff. And oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, totally agree. Um, um, Tywin and Tyrion later discuss the murder at the twins and the appointment of Roose Bolton as the Warden of the North yep. until the son of Tyrion and Sander is of age. Tywin dismisses Tyrion's warning that the Northerners will neither forget nor forgive the role the Lannisters played in the Red Wedding. Tywin then chastises Tyrion for not having impregnated Sansa. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Tyrion finds Sansa in his bedroom, staring forlornly out the window with a tear-stained face, revealing she's already received the grim news. Um, at this point, Lord Varys and Shay are discussing their heritage. Uh, Tyrion's marriage to Sansa and its effect on Shay. Uh, this is where Varys gives Shay a bag of diamonds and basically says, take these diamonds and leave. Go to um, sail for Essos. And make a new life for herself. Essos, another desert plant. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's basically because Varys wants to protect Tyrion, but he probably also wants to protect Shay as well. Yeah. To yeah. some level, probably not as much as Tyrion. 
but yeah, Shay refuses, and yeah, at night, Queen Cersei visits Tyrion and tells him to give Sansa a child, as it will make Sansa happy, as it did for Cersei when Joffrey was born. Jaime, Brienne, and Kyburn arrive in King's Landing, and Jaime immediately goes to see Cersei. So that's what happened in King's Landing in the finale. Okay. Are the twins, so as you said, the uh, loyal start of fighting a losing battle, um, outside the twins, the Hound, and... Arya are horrified to witness several Frey soldiers parading Rob's decapitated corpse around the entrance to the keep. Corpse? Corpse. <laughs> around the entrance to the keep with the head of Rob's wolf, Greywind, attached to it. Again, absolutely just desecrating her body. Yeah. Um, Arya and the Hound come up against Frey men, discussing the murder of the Starks. Arya slips off the horse and fatally stabs one of the soldiers, if you remember that. Um Vaguely. Yeah, I can't remember how she kills him, but yeah. But this Ari, Arya, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think like, she jumps off the horse and there's, like, a load of uh, soldiers around the campfire and she asks for a bit of food but then just stabs them. That's it. And then um, the hound jumps off, kills the other three. Yeah, that was it, yeah. And he's like, oh, if you're going to do that next time, will you tell me? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. That was it. But, yeah, the morning after the wedding, you've got Walder Frey and Roose Bolton discussing the previous night's events. The escape of... Uh, the Blackfish Brynden Tully yep. and their positions as Lord of Riverrun and Warden of the North, respectively. <coughs> um, Walder asks Bolton what happened during the fall of Winterfell, and Bolton explains that he sent his bastard son Ramsay Snow to take the castle back from the Greyjoys. I feel like we... Oh, well, it's probably probably called down season two, didn't we? All right. But you see, it happens at a different point. It's like, I feel like that might happen then, but not these are only known about it now, maybe, or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the idea is the Bolans will offer the Ironborn safe passage in exchange for surrendering Theon. Um, Ramsay ended up flaying and killing all the surrendering Ironborn. Um, yeah. Despite Barbara <laughs> intending the offer to be made in good faith. So this is where Roose Bol- Bolton was trying to get a good offer. But there's a certain bit where Ramsay turns up and he says to them, he goes like, you know, just you know, surrender. I can't remember if it's, if it's Ramsay or not, but they say like surrender and you'll be fine. And the shot is a guy killing the leader of the Ironborn. And saying, oh, Lord, we'll surrender. And then the next shot is that guy flayed. Like the camera, oh, really? The camera literally goes from this guy saying, right, all right, we'll surrender, we'll go home. The next <laughs> yeah. shot's him flayed on a, a cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just on that point, like, that, that is one, again, Rob Stark not being a political genius. <laughs> Never trust a house that has a flayed man as their band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not, not a good yeah. sign, is it? <laughs> Uh, in the north, Bran, Hodor, Mira, Reed, and Jojen arrive at the abandoned night fort. Um, Bran is awakened by a sound and wakes his companions. This is where Samwell and Gilly turn up. And Sam deduces Bran's identity after seeing the wolf. Bran asks Sam to take them north of the wall. And Sam's like, no, <laughs> I'm going the other way. But yeah, the uh, basically Sam gives them the dragon glass. So um, this will be my use to you kind of thing. That's right. Um, so Sam and Gilly later arrive at Castle Black where they meet Master Raymond, or Mace Raymond, sorry, who basically allows Gilly to live there. Um, but yeah, they've, this is where Maester Raymond sends out ravens about the impending sort of White Walkers, which again, as far as I can tell, most people just generally ignore. Just don't believe, Stannis yeah. takes it seriously. Yeah, uh, he knows about it because of the uh, Melisandre and stuff. And he knows about the, the battle coming. But uh, just one more little uh, update. 
Master Eamon, the actor playing him, was in Porridge, another UK <laughs> was he? Yeah, another <laughs> UK TV show. Yeah. <laughs> like 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John pretty much ends up back at Castle Black with arrows stuck in him. But yeah, he, he, he's all right, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sam and Pip identify him and make sure that he's cared for. And it's got to be the end of the season, really, isn't it? Yeah, we're getting, we're getting close to the end of it. Uh, yeah, the Dreadfort Ramsey Snow, the true identity, the true identity of the cleaner that we saw earlier, as we've spoke about over and over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, taunts Fionn about his castration. Fionn begs Ramsey to kill him and end his suffering. So at this point, it's not Ramsey at that point, but it was whoever was there. Yeah, they kind of like tease the fact that I might be jumping ahead an episode or two. Who it is, maybe? Yeah. The... Yeah. But yeah, Ramsey simply replies that he's now called Reek. But again, never trust a house that has a fort called the Dreadfort yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good sign. The Flayed Man is a banner and the yeah. Dreadfort. The Dreadfort. Right. Yeah, it's a bit worried. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I think he gets the name Reek, doesn't he? Because um, Ramsey comes up to him and he's like, he's like, oh, you, you bloody Reek, you do. Yeah. That'll be your new name, yeah. Reek. <laughs> um, Fionn's penis gets sent over to the Iron Islands. He does. <laughs> <laughs> First class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yara ends up off planning to, I don't know if it's this episode, but she takes 50 of the men. Yeah, it's this episode. It's 50 of the men and a boat. What did, and is this still season three? It's still for season three. Yeah. Trying to get Theon back. In yeah, it goes to uh, the Dreadfort. Yeah. Uh, still got more here. Uh, Gotta say, this is a long episode. <laughs> There's a lot I, on this. I don't remember all this happening in it, to be honest. Uh, Dragonstone, Davos visits Gendry. If you remember that prison bit. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, I've, well, I've, is it this episode? Oh, I'll, I'll let you carry on. Princess Shireen comes into it at this point where she's reading with Sir Davos. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, this is where you find out Melisandre is planning to burn Gendry as a sacrifice to the Lord of Light. Yep. And Davos, uh, I know I'm skipping that, but um, Davos like releases it, only. Davos uh, releases Gendry, and Gendry. then I swear you don't see him for a few seasons. Yeah, it just vanishes uh, for a bit. Disappears <laughs> on a rowing boat into yeah. the yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think there's actually a joke when he comes back. Like, oh, you're, you're, not, you're not still rowing, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is where Gendry, uh, Sir Davos gets found out, and Stannis orders for him to be executed. Um, but yeah, Davos says, you'll need my assistance. And then I think Malisandre burned the letter that was sent from the wall from Maester Raymond. Ah, uh, okay. And in the fire, sees the war coming in the north. Still Stannis that only he can save the north. But yeah, this pretty much prevents Davos from being executed. Yeah. Yep. Last point now for this episode. And then we'll move on to season four. Yep. Um, outside Young Kai, Daenerys her advisors and her unsolid army stand ready to greet the slaves of the city and free them. When they arrive, Melisandre, Melisandre, it's Melisandre and Melisandre. Melisandre, yeah, very Melisandre tells them that Daenerys has freed them, but Daenerys tells the slaves that only they can take their freedom back. The crowd begin begin to chant Mesa, which uh, Daenerys mother. gets told is his mother. But yeah, she smiles, she looks up to the sky, and the dragons fly around. <laughs> yeah, good, good finish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll move on to, straight on to season four. Okay. Now, the article I've got here for my notes is Vogue.India. <laughs> yeah, so not only are we getting Vogue notes, we're getting India Vogue notes. <laughs> Reliable source, yep. Yeah, so on these ones, it tells you which episodes you can skip. So we're gonna, I'm going to give That's you a very, good. very brief update on some of the episodes. Cause awesome, awesome. I'll just jump in there. Like That is one of my points, really. I do feel like a lot of like, Series 2 
even three and four, even even five. <laughs> There's a lot of just you know like wandering and just a lot of stuff you can cut out. I, f- I feel like after season one, where everyone's kind of parted ways. It's almost just kind of their journeys, yeah, um, to get journeys. back together, kind of thing. You're obviously yeah. gonna have lulls as well, aren't you? You know what I mean? So it like like a lot of that's just kind of them just walking. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, I'll, I'll I'll read these notes from Vogue India, um, and you you know interject where you need to. But episode one, uh, they wrote a slow start to the season. There's a lot of brothel visiting and setting setting the scene for Oberyn Martell's arrival in King's Landing. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I, I think, agree with that. <laughs> yeah, they, they they go to Little Fingers Little Brothel and. I think he. he oh, this is where you start finding the very bi. Well, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's got his missus. He's uh, but he, he he wants that little man as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> little man. Um, but again, like this is one of them things where, in the show, do they do this? Like they've been mentioning the Dornishman for for ages in the books. Like they're like, yeah, we can't piss the Dornishman off. You know, don't do that. And Aubrey Martel is the first Dornishman that you meet in in the in the story kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the first one you meet in a in the, the show. show like, yeah. Doesn't he stab one of the Lannister family's hands in the brothel? He does, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, he hates the Lannisters, but we'll go into that a bit yeah, more yeah, yeah. speak about him. John is tried for breaking his oath because he was with Igret. Is that right? Or is it because he abandoned it? I can't remember. I can't remember that. <laughs> but he's released when he tells the Night's Watch what he's learned about the Wildlings. So that's a skippable episode. So we'll yeah. go to episode two of season four. Um, Ramsay Bolton has tortured Theon into a gibbering wreck who is now reek <laughs> he's literally a wreck at this point isn't he yeah um, Melisandre offer, orders a fresh round of sacrifices to the Lord of Light and burns several people alive while Cle- which Queen Selyse enjoys inordinately very weird relationship between Stannis and Queen Selyse yeah yeah, yeah. because she clearly loves Stannis and Stannis I think he loves her but he's she is. Did we talk about how she was the fanatic originally? I believe. I, I, I think the backstory is she's the fanatic and gets him into it, but then in the end, ultimately uh, regrets it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, we'll move on then. In King's Landing, Tyrion breaks it off with Shay and tries to send her back home, uh, but she's furious about it. But it is for her own protection. Meanwhile, Joffrey and Marjorie Tyrell are getting married, and in typical Joffrey fashion, the entertainment revolves around humiliating uh, Tyrion. So, is this like the second? Is this actually the marriage episode? So this is the marriage episode. episode. But it? basically, Tyrion chokes on his wine after humiliating Tyrion and dies. And the sort of ending shot is. I mean, let's just say you, you just said Tyrion um, chokes on his wine. So, it was Joffrey. Chokes in his wife <laughs> after oh. embarrassing Tyrion. <laughs> my, my bad. Yeah, it's Joffrey, and the, the final shot is on, as far as I can remember, is on Joffrey choking, looking uh, all purple. He looks yeah. bloodshot eyes. Is that why it's called Purple Wedding? I, I, I've only just uh, made that connection, but maybe yeah, that is it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think in the book they ever mentioned it as the Purple Wedding, but I just assume there's this purple face like that. It's, yep. yeah, the end of Joffrey. Yeah, yeah. Sad moment in Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Definitely. I mean, they balance it well though in the show because they they teed it up perfectly for Ramsay to take over. Yeah, definitely. As the psychopath. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Saying, yeah. Episode three. I've got here that this is a skippable skippable episode. Um, there's an uncomfortable Jamie Cersei sex scene that looks a lot like rape and caused a lot of controversy. It is horrible that though. Like um, Joffrey, I remember being Joffrey's shocked. literally dead there on the on on the slate, yeah. and um, his parents <laughs> literally having sex on the floor next to it. It's not nice. I think it is a a rape scene, isn't it? Like Jamie. I mean, forces yeah, yeah, he does like, force her, but yeah. I mean, she, she she's not exactly fighting that much. Mm. But 
Um, Arya and the Hound are just milling about. No real <laughs> update. Baelish smuggles Sansa out of King's Landing and basically, yeah, he, he smuggled her out. The Wildlings continue to raid villages. I think this is where you meet. Is it Oliver? I don't know if it's this episode or whether I'm jumping ahead, but Oliver's uh, the no, young, young lad. I think... Is it Oliver? I mean, I might be completely wrong, but I think Oliver might have appeared in season three when... Uh, do you know that um, village that the... Um, with the, the farmer um, that they stole the horse from? Oh, mate, I don't know, actually. You might be right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, uh, episode four, then. Let's go straight on to that. Uh, Daenerys realises that a ruler has to be both kind and cruel as she has 163 masters crucified to avenge the slave children in Marine. This is where, on the way to... I think it's on the way to Marine, where every signpost has got a dead child on it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She basically orders to have them all re- removed and replace them with the masters. Very much like uh, the Roman Empire. That's what they do. Is that what they used to do? They'd have the crucifixes down the uh, down the road. Yeah. Right. Just so you know, you're on the right way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a left at the fourth. <laughs> left at the fourth crucifix. <laughs> the right at the ginger. Um, Tyrion is imprisoned for Joffrey's murder and awaits trial. So, uh, episode four, he's he's been pretty much arrested, hasn't he? Obviously, uh, Cersei tells Jamie to find Sansa and kill her for her part in Joffrey's death. At this point, Sansa's well, that's, that's it because because um, you because, don't know this be- point, do you? Well, well, because, yeah. well, because Who, who's little, killed him? Yeah, because Littlefinger's taken her away. You, um, it like basically everyone's assuming it was her. Yeah, it looks and that's like it's Yeah, it very much looked like it is her at this point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, Jamie dispatches Brienne to protect her instead. That episode four in a nutshell. Yep. Episode five, boring episode. Uh, the so, only thing that really sorry, ha- um, go for it. just sorry, just going back to that, like like um, Jamie um, kind of said to go and protect Sansa. That that whole like like I was saying before, that was a stepping stone in his evolution. Like this is another thing where like like you can tell like if this was season one, the person he was in season one. He wouldn't have done that. He would have definitely just allowed her to be killed. But because of the evolution he's had from season one through three, um, he's, he's like completely changed the way he would um, con- uh, do ma- um, do things. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And doesn't Jamie give... Is this what about Jamie and Brienne? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And he give her his sword he, as well. It gives him uh, the Valerian sword made out yeah. of Ned's... Uh, Ned's ice, yeah. Ice, yeah. So, is it, sorry, is it the DNA of Ned's sword now with... Brienne at this point. Yes, yeah. So um, I think it was actually Joffrey's sword, but because he's dead, um, Tywin gave the sword to Jamie, but Jamie instantly gave it to Brienne. This is what I've got totally confused about because in the book, there's different names and it's split. Ice was so big, it got split up into like three swords. I think it was like. two swords and a dagger. And a dagger, yeah. And like one was Oathkeeper, which I think is that one. Yeah. One was Heart Eater, which I think was Joffrey's. But then there's one called like Lion's Paw, and I can't remember now which is in the show and which is in the book kind of thing. But mm. yeah, Ice was that big of a sword that it got split into yeah, three you're different right. you, uh, you blades. Right, yeah. yeah. Episode five. And now I don't know if we got confused from her. Oh no, we didn't. Sorry. Um, basically, the only thing that, to pull out of this one is Bran and Jon Snow find them both uh, find all of themselves at Craster's Keep. This is where Bran's peering over at Jon, sees Jon, and that. But yeah, they decide to just keep moving, to stay out of the way. There's a lot of Craster's Keep stuff, isn't there? In this yeah, show. I feel like yeah. this is one of the. I'm sh- yeah, well, it's this. I'm sure it's this season where they burn it. Yeah, <laughs> finally, <laughs> just burn it down. <laughs> uh, episode six. 
Daenerys' dragons are becoming too powerful and uncontrollable. I don't think this is... I can't remember, but they, this they are, the episode they are, where they burn the child. They, they are quite so, big. Like, I think like throughout the first couple of episodes, you see like um, them like burning like sheep and stuff, and people are going, why are you killing a sheep? And then I think the thing you're on about, um, a guy comes in with a bag of bones. Yeah. It's like, why did you kill my daughters? I felt so... Like, you know, um, like I feel I probably feel more... Uh, Affected by it? No, I've got a child of my own. Yeah, yeah. Like having like having a having a father come in weeping, holding Same. a daughter, his daughter, and she's like, "How old was the daughter?" And like they're saying, like three years old, and you, you fucking dragon yeah. burned her to death. And, and it, it's it, just, it's literally just a bag of burnt bones as well. It's but like she'll feel the guilt of that. Uh, it's just sad. Is it confirmed in the show though that that is actually what happened? I feel like there was some like dubious nature as to whether like he was just a chancer trying to you know like. I mean, I mean, never it, watched it having that. that yeah, it, it, it didn't seem to indicate that that was the the case. Right, right. Maybe, maybe I've been fooled. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've become uncontrollable. Yara tries to rescue Theon, but he's got severe Stockholm syndrome and refuses <laughs> to leave with her. So this is where Yara loses a lot of men trying to yeah. save Theon, and Theon doesn't go. He he's can't stuck go, in a cage yeah. at this point. He's it? too terrified to even. Because of all the tricks, he can't. He, he thinks it's another trick, basically. Yeah, he's just done in, isn't he? Yeah. He's just completely ruined. Tyrion's trial takes place and everyone testifies against him, including his former lover, Shay. So this Tyrion, is episode six, is there? Sorry. So this is episode six. Uh, Tyrion is devastated and demands a trial by combat. Now, so this, this is where there's the... Go on. This, this, sorry, this is like... I, I've, I've seen it to you before off the pod, but um, I, I love it because it's, it does this speech... Um, yeah, but where like like obviously like he's uh, I think um, Jamie makes a deal with um, Tywin and he basically says we'll send him to the to the to the wall, um to to be in the the, the night the watch. watch, um and and I can't remember the deal of what what, what Tyr- Tyrion had to do, but basically Tyrion basically breaks that instantly because he's like <laughs> I'll I'll confess and, and and he turns around to all the people and he's like I saved all your lives and, and then. <laughs> I mean, I think Joe's Joe's uh, impression of it's much better than mine, but uh, um, but he's like, I I saved all your lives, I saved the whole city. I wish I'd what, um, let you all die, kind of thing. I demand a trial by combat. Yeah, and, and good yeah, well, that's it. He, he basically says like, um, what does what he say now? He goes, um, I am in, I am guilty. I'm guilty of being a dwarf. <laughs> and then Tywin's like, you're not on trial for being a dwarf. Like, well, I have been on my whole life. I've been on trial for being a dwarf for my entire life. Exactly. And then he says, um, I demand a trial by combat. That's right. Because it's the Shay thing that turned him up. Yeah, that's it. Shay, Shay um, comes out and she's like, um, I'm just a whore, aren't I? Because <laughs> she, she she assumed that when he said that to her, he, he wasn't trying to save a life. Yeah, yeah. But also... He goes to trial by combat because he's got a good record. It's one and zero at the moment. Yeah, trial yeah. by combat. It's so. Bram, uh, that saves his life. The Bram. First time. Bram. Yeah, Bram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was Bram. Yeah, Bram saved his life the first time. Does he go to Bram in the show to get him to fight? He asked for him, him to, but, but Bram's like, yeah. uh, no, I'm not going to win. I get to the mountain, so no. <laughs> There's a bit in the book where Bram's like, are you joking? I've got my own castle now. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's it. Bram, like, as much as he is like a good friend to Tyrion, he's very much out for himself. Yeah, isn't yeah. He, so. <laughs> uh, moving on then um, episode 7 another skippable one according yep. to Vogue uh, basically Littlefinger creepily kisses Sansa and then throws Lysa Aaron out of the moon door is that episode 7? yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Well, like that, that's pretty much all that happens. I think the the rest. That's of, the entire episode. I think, I think the like the rest of the episode is literally Tyrion um, trying to find a, a champion um, for it to, to, to defend yeah, him to essentially, defend him. and no one says yes. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if they say yes in this one, but it basically Oberon comes along and is like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do it." Oh, yep. Episode eight, uh, the mountain, and Oberyn Martell. So the mountain's been. He's Cersei's champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oberyn as Tyrion's defender. They go head to head in combat. Just Oberyn, to mention there, though, Oberyn is only doing this for his own personal revenge. Do, do you like, want to go a bit further onto that now and just explain his explain. motivation? He's agreed to defend Tyrion, not because he cares about Tyrion, because he wants to kill the mountain in combat, because the mountain was responsible the during the, uh, the, the sack of King's Landing. He raped Alia Martell and murdered her yeah, yeah. and killed her two children. Yeah, was yeah. Although in the show, I think there's only one child maybe, the daughter that he killed. Uh, plus the other one is Jon Snow, as we're going to get to. But, oh, okay. uh, and he killed the daughter by dashing the head against the wall and Aubrey Martell wants revenge for the death of his sister and the children. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And he believes that Tywin gave her the order for those murders and rapes to happen. Which was I don't think you ever actually know whether Tywin did or not. Like it's not. I, mean, I don't you think could, you. I don't you could probably assume he did. Like, but it's yeah. never actually cleared up at any point whether yeah. Tywin actually ordered that or not. Yeah. Uh, Oberyn basically stabs the mountain with a poison spear, and he basically tries to get him to confess the murder of his sister and his children. Uh, her children. The mountain's almost defeated, uh, but then he uses his strength to crush Oberyn's skull. Yeah, if you remember that where he. Crushes his eyes. It's but yeah, like he, he had all but won this battle, hadn't he? But he, he was being a bit cocky and he's like, Confess, confess. And yeah. yeah, he literally just grabs him and crushes his skull right there. Uh, was it was it cockiness or was it not just overwhelmed with just the emotion trying to get an answer on I've, 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 I've had both. Yeah, it definitely yeah. was a bit of both, that, yeah. Like in the book, I mentioned earlier, this is the death that my, my hands were shaking reading the book because it went on for like five pages this entire battle. And Oldrin is such a cool character. And it, it just came into it. It'd been in, the, been in the book for like 100 pages or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, Oberyn, you're not going not gonna to die here. He's such a cool character. And the longer the battle went on, you're like, oh my God, just, ki- just kill him. Just, <laughs> just kill him now. Yeah. And, and in the book, he gets too close and like uh, the mountain just crushes his knee and uh, just, just like smashes him in the face so hard that he just like caves his face in kind of thing. I mean, it's not a million miles away in the show, is it? I think I, th- I yeah. think he kind of trips him up and then just, just crushes his face. I it's a bit more cartoonish for me. Like, you see a shot afterwards where his face is like a deflated balloon or something. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like... Oh, yeah. Actually, it's a bit too far, like, almost. But, but yeah, it's still great, though. Yeah, uh, moving on then. Episode 9, Vogue again, has it down for a mostly skippable, skippable episode. I mean, this is the penultimate episode and, like, um, they are... They tend to do the big episodes then. So this, this is the is, first yeah. one that isn't the the main. I mean, it, it, it's the... it's definitely not the main of the season, but um, it is a big episode because it's uh, the, the 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 battle where the uh, the White yeah. Walkers <clears throat> attack. Oh, it's the Raiders in it. I think just the Manchester. So sorry, yeah. yeah, I was completely so the wrong. The Wildlings ambush the Night Watch the in a yep. confusing fight um, because the Starks can't catch a break. Jon Snow is left holding a dying Igret in his arms. It was Oliver who put them. That, that was it, because the, uh, the wildlings attacked, um, including Ingrid, Ingrid, or whatever you call her. Um, and I believe Oliver um, killed him. Um, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a yeah. smirk on his face whilst doing it. <laughs> it was almost like, oh, John will be chuffed with me about this. Yeah, John's yeah. looking at him going, you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so, last episode of season four. And then oh, but sorry, oh, yeah, does it, does it, to mention there, they, they win the battle because of uh, King Stannis. 
Ryderson. That's right, yeah. That's how they win, a bit like a... Taking a note from Tywin and well, actually, too. well, well, um, that that the one in episode nine, um, that he didn't show up at that point. Oh, is it not? Sorry, right. Okay. No, <clears throat> I'm sure Joe's going to mention it. But, oh, um, right, but J- John Snow goes north of the wall to speak to um, the 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 king of the north, Mansraider. Um, Mansraider, and um, then that Stannis shows up, and right, just, right, just kills like they're not they're not even battling at this point. They're just kind of in a camp, and he just shows up and kills them all. Like. Yeah. Um, so last episode a few points here Brienne and the Hound meet and have a showdown and the Hound is fatally wounded yep so that's obviously where she's trying to get that, that's scene. almost the final um, scene of the show almost that. yeah knocks off a cliff isn't it? yeah they have a that battle one. because basically both of them want to defend Arya and yeah. Uh, um, yeah well like, um, like this is where he basically he's dying and stuff and he's like kill me or whatever he says yeah, um, yeah. Aya refuses and just leaves and she gets on a boat to Bravos. So but like what like he's helped her out enough. Well surely But I'm sure he was on her list of people to kill. Well, I, I think that was the that was kind of the point of it though, wasn't it? At this point, like he'd helped her out enough that he wasn't anymore. Like the the yeah. you think I, I thought I took it as if like he'd rather leave him in pain. She'd rather leave him in pain. Like. Oh, I I took it as like he was no longer on the list, so oh, he kind right, of left. Right. He, he didn't want she didn't want to kill him anymore, um. So she left him, even though he's gonna die anyway. She didn't want to be the one to kill him, kind of thing. Right. He, maybe she thought he was going to die anyway, so she thought you know, I I don't want to kill him because he's no longer on the list. Yeah, that's what I thought anyway. Um. Moving on then, uh, Bran, Jojen and Mira try to find the Three-Eyed Raven, but the Whites find them first. Uh, Jamie helps Tyrion escape, but before he leaves, he goes to find his father. I feel like this was the end of the episode. Uh, oh, sorry, you actually mm-hmm. you are right. Sorry, it's a bit earlier on that battle then, isn't it? Yeah, um, but yeah, Tyrion's betrayal is complete when he discovers his father has been sleeping with Shay. He at least, he, least he, walks he walks in and finds Shay on the bed. Well, it's he? where she says... Um, um, she says something oh, like, "My oh, lion." Yeah, welcome. Like she says, "Oh, oh you my, back, my lion." She something. says something like, "Oh, hello, my lion," yeah. <laughs> um, which is what she's obviously been calling Tyrion from yeah. season one. And it's just the whole thing of Tywin has been so opposed to Tyrion using prostitutes yeah. and everything, like and you exactly. know, behave with respect. Yeah. And Tywin has been doing it the whole time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, enraged, he strangles Shay, uh, then fires a crossbow bolt into his father's heart. So he finds his father... On the privy. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically that's the, that's the end of the season. It's not is it in the show as well, this way? He's on the toilet and he shoots him in the gut. And like, in the book, the last thing you hear is him shit himself, basically. Like, right. as he's, no, as he's that's not, that's not in the show. Um, I think he shoots him once and, the, and he's like, oh, you shot me! And he just shoots him again. Yeah, that's in the book. You're like, you can't believe it. It's like, you actually shot me? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, I did. <laughs> exactly, and then he just finishes off yeah. with another one. Like. But there's a thing where like he shits himself and Tyrion is thinking to himself, like, I wonder if that saying is true that Lannister's shit gold. <laughs> <laughs> um... So just to finish off on season four then, a few notable deaths to mention. Joffrey's finally out, season four. Yeah, yeah. Shame. yeah we, finally. We, we, we've lost Joffrey, we've lost Tywin. Um, yeah, we've lost Tywin Lannister. Another one on my most recent watch. Loved loved watching him. Um, Shay, she's dead. No, no, not yeah. not like a major character. Like, no. It, it wasn't a huge loss to the show at all, was it? Mm. Uh, Liza Aaron, she's dead. She's gone. Yeah. Again, not a, huge a lot loss. of players going. Yep. Uh, Oberyn Martell dead as well. That, 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 I I I almost feel the same. Like 
that you felt in the book um, with Oberyn because um, like it was in for five minutes. Yeah, honestly, but um, I I felt it a huge loss to the show because he seemed like such this cool guy. Really did like. It felt like a bit like with Ned. They were setting him up for bigger things. Exactly. And, and yeah. It never gets to. Yeah, that. I think that was another one where like like with. Ned Snark. Ned Snark. <laughs> <laughs> Ned Snark, yeah. Ned Stark. Ned Snark. <laughs> I just wasn't ready for um, for it for his death, but then Oberyn, I wasn't ready for it again. Like it, yeah. he was, like, he, he was given the same amount of time as Ned was. Ned Snark. <laughs> I'm just picturing that scene from The Simpsons where like <laughs> Bart's on stage with that Mr. Burns his name is Kearns but like <laughs> but like we're like a Ned Stark and Holmes went it's Stark stupid <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a bit of a tangent <laughs> no, no but um, yeah I, I, I feel like he was given about the same amount of time as Ned was you know what yeah. I mean like uh, but like and he was made out to be much more of a bigger character than yeah. he ended up being like. and he gets curtailed kind of thing yeah exactly yeah Yep. Uh, George and Reed's died. Oh yeah. Bran. Is that series four? That four. Yeah. We're barely in it for long. Wait, like... sorry. Um, the guy that. George and. That yeah Bran's yeah. Mate. So 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 they've he already... came in. At, he the... came in at the start of our podcast today. Yeah yeah. Okay. yeah so yeah. so they've already arrived north of the wall. Yeah, yeah, the key. That means they've been found by the uh, the, three child, the, the children. I feel uh, like they've either just found him or they're about to. No, the no, they have them. They, 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 they literally there, save yeah. him as he gets killed, and they say just leave him because he's gone. That is one bit of the show which I thought was really goofy. They're throwing like little magic fireballs around mm. and stuff, and I was like, "What the like hell is this?" <laughs> yeah, that's and funny. like skeletons walking around like Sinbad, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what on earth is this?" Like, yeah. Um, our last noble death, Igret dying. Jon Snow's. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I don't see it as that much of a loss to be honest. She wasn't a major character for me. But... And just one, one of the note, the uh, another actor change. The, the three-eyed raven is played by an old guy with long, like white grey hair in this finale. And then the next series, you get Max von Sydow, famous actor, to play him. Mm. It's mad that they just like it looks uh, totally different. <laughs> they, like they, they always do this. They just kind of get someone at the end of a season. And it's like. Oh, can get anyone, yeah. and then 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 you think about it at the end of the season. Like, let's let's get, get let's get someone proper. Let's now, get like an that. actual actor yeah. in. <laughs> it is weird. Like 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 with the mountain, for example, they've like twice they just like oh, just get anyone in. No one, yeah. no, no one will know it. And then we, we've like, got a tall guy backstage. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get that that light guy over there. Just get him on the camera. <laughs> uh, and then then when it comes to actual scenes where he's going to be battling stuff, it's like all oh, right, let's make sure we get the strongest man in the world because he's <laughs> he's. That's one thing, they do a lot of trickery with the mountain. They do a lot of like low angle shots to make him look even bigger than yeah, you know yeah. he actually is. I mean, he is huge. Yeah, yeah. Um well, mainly muscle wise. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, just just some house cleaning. I mentioned the sapphires earlier. Uh they uh, I looked it up. Uh, they come basically at the end of season three or when Jamie Waite goes to save Brienne, when he saves her and walks away, he's like, Oh, sorry about the sapphires. Mm. It's a throwback to when he said, "Oh yeah, it's made of made yeah. of sapphires." Needed to put that in, otherwise oh. I'd have lied on the podcast. Good, <laughs> good callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm I'm done with all that, Nick. If you uh, no, 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 I think that was great. To be honest, um, we were, so what we'll do um, next week, we'll we'll be releasing the number one, five and six. But for now, we'll um, do. You, do you want to give your uh, 
your, your, your social media. Yeah, your, your I'm email. at Taylor1980 on Twitter um, and Letterboxd. Oh, is it the same, same on one, yeah. Um, I'm at DSTNick on Twitter, at Mandazen on uh, Letterboxd. I'm not on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, yeah, uh, yeah it's Joe. Fantastic. Um, do you want to give the email as well? Yep. Uh, you can email with any uh, if you, if we've got anything wrong, pick us up on it. At don't, don't email. <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, don't spoil the ending at gmail.com. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's been a great episode. Um, Enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it's been good. Uh, next week we'll be coming back with five and six, uh, and just a quick run over of season seven because we've already done it me and john did it um two years ago i know i said last year then but two years ago we did that can't believe oh it's worth mentioning it's the two-year anniversary of the pod literally uh, yeah, it is is it today literally today the 27th i think, I think it actually is literally wait, today wait 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 it's today wait, the 27th wait today's the 27th i'm not even joking today is the, the two-year okay, anniversary think this is literally our birthday okay. oh it is Dead on. Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday to the podcast. Yeah. Two years of podcast. Yeah. I have no idea. Going up. Until yeah. just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Happy birthday to DST. Don't, don't spoil the ending. <laughs> this sounds really staged now, doesn't it? Like, like, it does actually <laughs> sound like we this, like, yeah. yeah. I swear you have. <laughs> I, I literally just clicked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's your uh, two-year anniversary. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> it's today, it's today the 27th. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is bad. Yeah. No, no. Happy two years. Yeah, yeah. Two Here's years. to two more. Yep, yep. But yeah, um, great, great episode. Um, yep. I'm Nick. Um, that, that's Joe. I'm Joe. That, yeah. that's, and that's John. And, Cheers. Um, and um, we'll see you next week for season five and six. Nice one. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. 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 bye.